Good evening, everyone. It's your lucky night. You're getting to call into Radiance by Design and ask a question or tell an answer, whichever you prefer. What is going on in your life? What is going on on this wonderful planet Earth? This is Veronica Entwistle. This is Radiance by Design. And we're talking about how you and I are learning to consciously radiate into the world because it's our radiance that's going to keep us transcendent. And if enough of us radiate at a higher and higher level, guess what? Take some, pass it on. You start poking your radiance out into the world and you catch the people beside you and they catch up with the vibrance that you're putting out there and they start moving and grooving too. Because how I see the inner as an intuitive, you know, when I awakened, I think I awakened partially anyway, I'm on my way to awakening more and more just like you are. When I awakened uh, early in the game, I remember people popping open, that's in my vision, and I could see inside of them, and you all know the chakras, of course, and what I could see inside of them, going up from the red chakra, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, all the way up, I saw these spiraling lights, spiraling lights, spiraling lights, and people were spiraling those amazing, amazing uh, radiant colors all the way up from the base chakra way up to the top of their head and then they were moving like flames in a fire you know if you're sitting at a campsite and the flames are moving up and they're kind of pulsing and reaching up and the air above the fire is shimmering away and you can see people wobbling when you look through it it's kind of like that because we're vibrational vehicles of light first and foremost and then we download the physical And it's really hard for me, even though I know this, it's hard for me to know it in the moment, in a kind of a graphic feeling moment, meaning I could really feel how I'm a vibrational being first and downloading second. And you and I know that a lot of us were born in order to be on the planet at this time when the challenges of our planet really, you know, everything's stretched thin. We've got so much abuse. We've got so much pollution. We've got uh, 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 resources being pushed in one pile and a lot of people are without any resources. And, you know, a lot of us have been uh, decrying the fact that... um, For example, that the working conditions are dreadful and unnecessarily. I pick places like Walmart with very, very wealthy people owning it and they're asking for handouts for their employees at Christmas time. I mean, things like that are disgusting. Never, ever shop at Walmart. I'm sorry I'm being a radical right now. I'm an old 60s radical and I wanted to move into the spiritual journeying because I have had that right in my uh, inner essence all the way along. And as you and I know, uh, we're supposed to be creating our reality and we're supposed to be coming from the release of um, uh, competitive things and jealousy and the release of fears and creating our reality through love and ascension and expanded visualization and the truth of self and so on. And my guides are always telling me that 98% of the job for you and I as we want to raise our fields and frequency is release, 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 release of what your family of origin taught you, release of tons of beliefs that you've had because somebody ran over your foot when you were young or because... Uh, you're raped or pillaged or because your teacher beat you up or, you know, 
where your mother did or whatever, you know, all these different reasons that we have issues logged inside of us as beliefs, beliefs that people are going to hurt me, beliefs that, um, and you know, some of that has been true. So a lot of our beliefs are based on what has been true in our lives. But as we create our way out of this incredible melee of uh, destruction that's all around us, and the systems falling apart, and the, or maybe human consciousness pushing the edges of our system, our monetary system, our food systems with all the GMOs and the pesticides and so on, as all of that is creaking and aching and there's too much pressure for us to just keep carrying on this way as we've trashed the earth and uh, we're fracking and we're running coal. Coal is a very pollutant kind of thing and it's a little passe and we've got our nuclear power plants that are leaking and breaking apart my goodness we've got oil drilling going on in very precarious parts of the the um, planet and you got all kinds of people saying oh my gosh you've got to be able to do that or we won't have jobs and we won't have oil and you know human nature is so incredibly expressive in terms of invention in terms of possibilities that you and I haven't even heard of before and all around you and all around me we have these incredible teams of consciousnesses of many different levels you know when I do that um that meditation that we all share, I always talk about the, in the first frame of this uh, movie that we create together, I always see myself in the very first frame, you know, becoming whatever you want to become. And I want to become consciously, consciously multidimensional, meaning I want to be awake in, I want to be aware in all the dimensions of my existence simultaneously. I'm not right now. Sometimes I'm really stuck in 3D and sometimes I pop out and get farther. And I was doing a reading the other day for a woman who literally was moving into becoming more and more consciously multidimensional. And I looked at her down the phone because, you know, I see things and hear things and smell things and feel things. I call it the family of Claire's. Anyway, working with her and I was watching her rise inside and shuck all kinds of containments and ways of believing that she was limited by this or she was just like that or she couldn't do this because, you know, you can't write a book because you never could sit still, you never could write. You can't do math just because you're afraid of it. You can't um, have a, a beautiful dress because you don't have any money. You know, all these belief things that that go on and on. You can't get a job because there aren't any jobs out there. I can't go to university because it's too expensive. On and on and on. And we have all these beliefs that that we are literally victims to our beliefs a lot of the time. And I was watching this one client down the phone, as I say, and watching her shuck all kinds of beliefs and the spiraling lights inside of her were moving up and gathering speed and gathering speed. And suddenly she broke outside and she was having all these, like her, her aura, or uh, perhaps we could say how we're contained in some kind of multidimensional structure. Hers was maybe the light body, but it seems more like an egg shape or a um, 
multidimensional, like star shapes and uh, double tetrahedrons and that sort of thing. So all the way up around her built this incredible kind of bigger and bigger light that was just filled with all these breaking, sparkling light aspects. And I went, oh my gosh, you're, you're moving toward multidimensionality at a rate that I just couldn't believe. I could feel it. And uh, I don't know how many of you have seen Interstellar. I don't know if it's a great movie. I don't know if it's very, very great acting or anything. I would question that. There's some good actors in it. But more what I was fascinated by is the solution on the planet uh, that they played with. They played with the idea. And you'll have to see it, so I can't tell you everything. But uh, the solutions really evoked in me possibilities of greater and greater solutions that are multidimensionality as opposed to, uh, you know, revolution that changes the way we're raping the planet or just getting away from it or whatever. There were some really interesting concepts. And that actually, that movie, it wasn't linear for me at all. But what it did for me was activated and awakened a whole imaginative part of my nature that met itself in vibration afterwards, meaning it, it just opened my mind to a new way of perceiving things and of thinking about things. So I'd love it if you'd call in. I'm going to give you the, um, the, the phone number. Ta-da! I started to call it the address, right? I'm going to give you the phone number and I'm going to get you to call in. I would really like that because um, lately it's been that I have to do all the talking and nobody calls in and that's a shame because I want to hear from you as well. So how about that? Got your pen out? The number is 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008. All right, I hope that you'll be calling in. And what we're going to talk about is... Uh, I don't know how many of you heard uh, Paradigm Shifters on Tuesday night or if the podcast, I don't know if the podcast is up yet. My helpers now suddenly have a lot more jobs that they're doing in other places. So sometimes it takes a little longer to get the podcast up. But this was a rerun of a fellow named Dwayne Elgin. And he's a future, he's a researcher and investigator of future theories. He's belonged to several think tanks and, um, you know, around the world, around the country, and he's now doing his own, kind of his own work. And I thought you would all find it really interesting because he's talking about different ways of thinking and different ways of approaching the shrinking world so that it could be a win-win for all of us. Uh, I really like I really liked him, and I hope that you'll give me some feedback on what you think can resolve some of the problems on our planet. I mean the pl- problems of pollution, the problems of... Um, okay, oh, all right. So I'm getting interrupted by my own thoughts, and I think it's also by the guides, because they're reminding me of something else, which was there was a midterm election recently, and a lot of you and a lot of me, a lot of us, who believe in being positive and believe in creating our reality with our minds and our visualizations, don't ever pay any attention to the news. And we don't pay any attention to the news because we don't want our brains to be sullied by uh, negative thinking and so on. 
but some of my better friends, some I just moved to LA, as you know, and some of my better friends here were really, really upset about the midterm elections because they say some people that are supposedly, and here I have quotes around it, around the word conscious, some people that are very conscious didn't bother voting because there's no point. And there's no point because, as they said, you know, the Republicans and the Koch brothers and the weirdo Congress that's going on and the Congress with all the stalemating um, attacking and the Christian right and all that stuff, there's no point even voting because they're all putting big bucks into it and it's not about quality of life for people. But the other part of that midterm election was about voting for labeling of GMOs. There were a whole bunch of issues that were on the ballots and I've talked to several I want to call them younger people. They're younger than I am, which is probably most of the planet right now. <laughs> but um, they're people who are young, who are very intelligent, and who are saying, oh, my gosh, what's with all this stuff with the metaphysicians and the uh, consciousness people and so on, not even voting for, for example, labeling where there are GMOs, because that is really important. Um it made me really, really think a lot. So up and coming are some more elections in 2016. And I think those of us who are on the spiritual path and the consciousness path might want to think twice or maybe 15 times about voting. Because uh, if we don't vote, it means that we've literally, in our creative visualization, just given up on the system. Now, of course, the other thing I'm thinking is we could learn to shift dimensions. That would be great. But in the meantime, it might take us a little longer to do that than it would take to go to the voting polls. And uh, somebody else pointed out recently how interesting it is that the Koch brothers and people like that have put so much money into that election that nobody's ever put that kind of money in. But they were defeated. So there. So... Um, I'm doing my um, two years hence, there's going to be an election, and I think we should all think twice about whether or not we have greater say by being active, and I'm calling it the evolution revolution again, kind of like the 60s. How many of you heard Charles Eisenstein? He's very amazing, and he did kind of chide me a little bit about being a 60s radical who gave up, like many, many 60s radicals did, gave up and didn't do too much to assist the uh, um, human support services uh, that we didn't, we didn't carry on. A lot of us quit, not quit, a lot of us faded out because for me it was, well, several things. My revolutionary husband died, and that kind of sent me on my ear, but on the other hand, I was also conscious of the fact that a lot of us had no idea who we were, and so in my idealistic sense, I thought after the 60s I should go in and figure out who I was, investigate who I was, learn about what power really is, and what truth really is, and what love really is, and what peace really is. So, you know, in came the uh, philosophical and metaphysical exploration and I think a lot of people did some version of that. Some of them went off and became uh, corporate leaders and so on, which was kind of a joke as well. But anyway, it was really good talking to somebody like Charles Eisenstein, who 
Eisenman, Eisenstein, I can't remember now, but his whole thing is gifting economies and learning to give and make it pay for the whole world. And uh, he's very brilliant. So you want to check out that podcast and also his books. Uh, He's got a lot of YouTubes and books and that sort of thing on uh, spiritual economics. It's a man who really, he's in his, I guess, late 40s. So it gives you a sense of what vintage he's in. But he really is putting his whole heart and soul into making a difference. Instead of our economics making us separate from one another, our economics and our politics have separated us one from the other in a really dastardly way. Instead of that, he thinks we should be gifting one another. We should be be perceiving who all of us are and see where the value in various kinds of people is and how we can move together to make a, what is it, a conglomerate or make it a multifaceted dome of people or something that we have the ability to do that. But it's going to take, again, it's going to take waking up on your part and on my part and thinking in terms of the collective, thinking in terms of oneness, thinking of terms of, in terms of that we're all like the internet is alive and well in our intuitive connections one with the other all over the world and even with plants and animals. So, um, again, this is Veronica Antwistle and of course you're just all calling in like mad. I'm just so excited about that. Come on. 888-627-6008. How about we do our uh, meditation together? And then we're going to talk about the gifting, uh, what gifting really means, because it's December, and December kind of gets us all thinking about bringing gifts to one another and or not bringing gifts to one another because we're stamping our feet and saying enough of this consumer good. So there's a combination of those sorts of things, which probably amount to the recognition of one another, the respect and the love of one another, and so on and so forth. And I hope you'll call in with your opinions about it and your, um, you know, what's going on in your world at this time. How are you making out with the rapid changes? And uh, it's a crazy time. The weather's weird. But is there such a thing as climate change? Duh. (laughs) Oh, great. I have a caller, line one. Thank you for calling in. Hi. Hi there. This is How are you? I'm good. This, how about you? This is Carol? Yes. Hi. How how are you doing, honey? I'm 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 okay. What was the <laughs> name of how you were that you were just saying? What was the name of him? Charles Eisenman. And it's look up spiritual economics. Or um okay. my podcast is probably four down the way. I'm just getting his book out right now so I can read it to you. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. Of course, all my all my paradigm shifters are, you know. <laughs> Here it is: sacred economics, Charles Eisenstein. Okay, money, thank you. And it's called "Money, Gift, and Society in the Age of Transition." Hmm. Yeah, he's he's quite an amazing guy. Sacred economics is his book. I even got the name wrong, right? <laughs> so, what's so, new in your life, Carol? Oh. Lots of things. I think I just kind of like a, since we're on the radio, just kind of a, anything you're seeing and any suggestions and, um, yeah. 
I had a birthday not long ago, so um, it's kind of like a new year for me. Oh, this is wonderful. Our birthday is great. Tell me this, Carol. Did you get, like, around the 11th hour, just before people's birthdays, they often kind of go through a crunch. Did you go through that, or is that just a subjective thing for some people? I think I've been going through that for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so when I'm looking at you, I want to say, the first thing I wanted to say to you when you said that, look at me, I said, stretch. I want to say, stretch, stretch out, stretch out, because there's something in you that's holding yourself tight. And I think... Watching your body, you're used to stretching out. You're used to being kind of physical and so on. But you're keeping yourself really tight right now. Um, And I'm looking at your red chakra and I'm going, almost as if you have had uh, a reason to kind of hunker down and hold back for a while. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's right in the red chakra. I think this is interesting to people at home because her red chakra looks like it wants to hold in and be confined. And then I want to say to you, Carol, it's kind of like a slingshot. It's holding itself in, right, in order to let go and then out you come again, right? Are you you feeling okay? Are you cold? Mm, Pain. Oh, you're in pain. What's that? Yeah, cold will do it, too. (laughs) Why are you in pain, darling? I'm not sure. Just probably for what you just described. Yeah. Are you doing any turmeric? Uh, Sometimes. Does it help you at all? Sometimes. Okay. I had a bout of antibiotics, which always kind of set me back. Oh, because, um, so were you ill in the way that you had to lie down for a while? Mm, Kind of. I don't want to go into too much, but yeah. The only reason I'm saying that is because it's like you fold it up and you're going to start expanding out. So it's going to start getting better again. But it was really interesting because that sickness was good for you in a way, whatever it was, because... There's a new level of self wanting to come up. There's like new gifts. There's a new perspective. There's a new kind of travel. It might be just a gentle, not so far travel. But it's all quite new. And you're going to come up with some great new ideas. And if you look back, you'll go, wow, that lying back or that hunkering down for a little bit was a real turning point time for me on a deeper level. And I was talking at the beginning how people spiral up inside, all the colors move up through the chakras. And it's my experience that quite often new gifts come up. After you go through something, new gifts start to show up that you might not have been bothering with so far because they haven't, the time wasn't right or they weren't ripe or something. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's happening for you. Mm. You're in your 60s, are you? Yep. Because um, it's funny, I just get this blob of very creative energy coming up in a way that you've never used it that way. And uh, it's quite um, intensely productive for you. So you're just going to just keep getting well and strong again and 
relax if you can and get over the pain. The pain's not going to last a long time, I don't think. You know? I think it's just the old pattern. You what? What's that? I think it's the old pattern of pain. Yeah. Your body remembers it, right? Have you ever taken NAC, N-acetylcysteine? I have, I think. Yeah, I find that that's pretty, because when I look at you, I go, this pain should be, it looks like it's diminishing, but, and you said it was from antibiotics or antibiotics triggered the, what, nutrient interference or whatever you want to call it that puts you back into an old, like a fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue or something. Was that it? Kind of a, yeah, maybe some of all that, yeah. Something that that is, there's no real explanation for it. But I want to say that sometimes N-acetylcysteine or NAC is a really helpful amino acid for cleaning up some of those leftover bits and pieces. Because I see the the uh, inflammation is kind of popping around all over your body, but it doesn't look like it stays all the time. It looks like it kind of pulses. Is that right? Kind of comes in and out. I think that's true, yeah. yeah. I just want to take a beautiful, light bottle washer and through your whole body. But you'll be feeling well fairly soon. Well, that's good news. Well, thank you so much. Well, it's nice to hear from you. Take care. And thanks for calling in. I really needed a caller. Thank you, honey. (laughs) I don't know why I even turned on tonight. I turned it on, but it was like, oh, well, hello. Good to hear you. Thanks, Carol. Bye-bye. Oh, that, bye. That was fun. I really enjoyed that. And happy belated birthday to Carol. So let's everyone close your eyes, unless you're standing on one leg on the edge of a cliff, remember? A few deep breaths to detoxify. And call in above your head a golden ball, way up above your head, two miles or so, and then below your spine another golden ball. And drop a filament of light through your entire spine, upper golden ball, through the spine, into the lower golden ball, so you're kind of on a skewer. And then drop a three-sided pyramid. Bob just corrected me last week. He says, it's not four-sided pyramid, it's three sides. I thought, oh, okay. So we drop a three-sided pyramid from the upper golden ball to about waist height. And then upside down, with its point going into the lower golden ball, another three-sided pyramid. So together, they make a big diamond, don't they? And now inside of that, there's a crystal ball. It's beautiful. It's shimmering, shimmering. It's feminine energy, shimmering with spectral hues. And inside of that, you have your star tetrahedron, which is like a three-dimensional star of David. And inside of that, there you are. Oh, my goodness. You could think of the star tetrahedron as your Merkaba or Merkaba. It's your light body. It's the vehicle that you can shift dimensions in. We talked about being multidimensional. Now I want you to spin and spin and spin in this star tetrahedron. And as you spin, look in front of you. There's a magical screen. And on that magical screen, the first movie is going to be you becoming who it is you want to ultimately become. And I always say the same thing. I want to be consciously, I want to be aware and consciously multidimensional. Yeah. 
And now when you feel like you're becoming whatever it is you want to become, tall, short, fat, thin, rich, poor, uh, conscious, consciouser, <laughs> a vibrant healer, whatever you want. And wrap that in light when you see it happening and then look at the, make the movie on the second screen. And the second screen is you doing a project you want to do, okay? And I want you to spend a few minutes seeing all the resources come to you to bring your project together. The people, the money. That's right. The people, the money, the pieces, the time, the place. See all the pieces coming together for a project that you want to create. It can be anything. It can be home and family. It can be a house. It can be a building. It can be a car. It can be a peanut butter sandwich. There we go. All the pieces coming together. And I see myself, or in your case, you, looking at the project and being so happy and pleased. Good. And you're so pleased that the project is complete. So now, more magic. You see all the resources, the people, the places, the things to coming, flowing to you, flowing synchronistically, and enjoying. And all those come together in order to sustain your project. And it's to be sustained for as long as it takes, okay, for it to last. Everything has a natural beginning and a natural ending. So we want to sustain it right to its natural ending. And wrap that in light, move it over to the side, stay pulsing in our nice, beautiful, light-wrapped vision. And now remember, you have a healing team, and I have a healing team. We have an amazing assortment of intelligences, of wisdom around us, male, female, healing, growing, expanding, little, fire, water, earth, air, anything that you could imagine that is wisdom and intelligence and the elements of beingness. And now ask your, we're going into the Galactic Healing Center. Ask your healing team members to stand around the healing table that you could cock, that you set up. Yeah, they're going to stand around that healing table, and now you're the first person that plops in on that table. And now you ask them for some healing on something that's going on with you. Good. And now sometimes you don't know what you want, so you just ask them if they've got the idea of what you need to have done that would really enhance your consciousness at this time. Good. Can you feel that? I can just feel an incredible buzzing as they work on me or as they work on you. Excellent. Wow, for me, they're pulling a lot out of my chest area. Okay. And now we're going to, when you can really feel a lot of healing energy working on you from this process, we can keep it going by wrapping it in light and moving it over to the side and let it stew, let it perk, and let it be worked on because your healing team will be there. But now we set up a fresh table and your healing team can replicate themselves because it's magical and they're magical. All right, so now I want our next person to come in. And this is a young man who's 13 years old. 
He's a delightful boy, and recently he was diagnosed with an incredibly virulent sarcoma, which is cancer of the foot, and he's having to have um, almost a year's chemotherapy. It's shocking. It all transpired in about a week, and we're having him lie on the table. Yeah, the, the guidance wants him to be face up on this table. Sometimes people are face down. I don't know how you are. Take a look at how you are at this point or how whoever's on your table. So this little fellow, he's just adorable, and I want to see the healing team. I want to see what they suggest and what they do. Well, that's interesting. They're making sounds, beautiful tones that I can hear in my mind. And there are scents, flower essences or um, essential oils, that's what they're called. And then there's something, they're wrapping his foot and his leg with something very special. So it looks like a cyst, but it has a kind of a systemic um, uh, flow to it and it's moving up through his body. So what we're going to do is send light all the way through to gather up all the particles, the energetic particles of this spread See if we can back it right out, the part of his foot that's already wounded. And the healing team is working with him in his brain. They're in his brain because of attitudes and things. And someone suggested that it's very, very karmic, or when he's a little kid, he wouldn't have anything quite that lethal. I don't know, because I often don't say, oh, it's karmic, because it feels so... Um, like retribution, or it feels so uh, kind of relentless, really hard to deal with when we put it that way. But maybe I'm wrong, you see. There we go. So they're working on him, and now they're working on his belly area, the subconscious. They're working on his brain. They're working on his belly, and now they're moving back to his foot. And he's just uh, zinging away there with light. It's amazing. And we're going to wrap him in light and move him over to the left. And now we've got another table here. We're bringing in a fresh table. And our old friend who's had uh, pain 24-7 has come in. And uh, the question is, what do ribs do? And what do they imply? What is the metaphor about ribs? Well, um, the guides are just saying that is the case of the heart, right? And that it's the protection of the heart. And she has tremendous pain in her ribs, the rib heads as she's calling them. And this is, a, okay, good. All right, so they're working away on her, working away, soothing and softening those ribs. That's it. Okay, and we're just moving that through. And I want to, we spoke of the first uh, person's uh, karmic, the possibility of having a karmic illness because for a young man to get what looks like a little cyst and have it turn into a virulent, rapidly acting 
situation could feel like he was born with something to work out, right? And now this person, they're immediately taking me to her. We're talking about her ribs, but they're taking me to her base chakra. So we're in her base chakra with the team, the healing team. And they're pulling a number of things out of her body. So let's see what we can feel here. So it's like, what is she learning? Yeah. There's been a lot to do with other lifetimes, other lifetimes. And I would say she's had a number of times where she's been very disappointed in matters of the heart. Yeah. Because in this lifetime, it's when she starts getting better, she starts to collapse, and it's usually brought on by uh, either a lack of support or a lack of respect or a lack of feeling nurtured and honored, you see? All right, now we're going to uh, wrap you in light, my friend. And let's see, who's the next person? Okay, so I have someone else coming in who's in a state of complete panic. I have a lot of people here with chronic pain right now. That's too bad. I hate that for you. So let's bring in several people with chronic pain. There's another woman that I want to bring in, and she doesn't only have chronic pain. She does, indeed. But she also has a regular... Uh, her life has been pockmarked, if you will, with huge dramatic responses to life that are so frustrating that she's in an incredible pickle right now. But I want to say every time, ever since we've known her, she goes into incredible pickles. So you and I know that it's a kind of a radiance thing. Eh? There's a pattern going on in her, and she needs to discover it. And her, you're, um, we have a fresh table. She's on that table. There are several other people in chronic pain that are lying around in different tables. Each one has its healing team. But I'm picking on this one person um, on purpose because her life is really difficult. It's always coming apart, and the amount of drama in her existence has been just terrible, and she also exaggerates. Have you ever exaggerated? I have. So we know what that's like. But I'm looking at a number of you and going, how can we really make sure that we've changed those patterns inside our belly or inside our brains so that we don't have to live out these repeated episodes. Oh, another loss. Oh, the same kind of loss. Oh, gee, the same kind of loss. People do it with money. They go to make a bunch of money or they're going to have success and they've already had two or three failures. So their first thought is, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go through failure again instead of success. We have to learn how to change those patterns, right? So let's ask our healing teams once again to work on the deep, deep subconscious or perhaps even uh, genetic patterns that we're struggling with in this life. And for some of you, it's addictions. Addiction is really just a pattern that won't let go, right? Or that doesn't seem to let go. And the thing about drama, you could say that having super drama is an addiction because it does tweak the blood sugar and it tweaks the blood chemistry, doesn't it? Okay, there we go. 
Now the healing teams are working with everyone and each person who's up here, they're touching in a different place. Somebody at the top of the head, somebody in the chest, someone at the base of the spine and in the back of the head. Each one, they're moving according to that person's needs. And then we watch as they... Good. As they, um, you can feel that there's an energy vibrating through these various people. And we're going to wrap that all in light and move it over to the left. And now what we want to do is we want to do a, um, a political one or a world one, right? We've always done that. So now I want you to bring in a, um, a healing table. Good a fresh healing table, and I want you to bring in your chosen political situation. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know which one to bring in. I keep thinking of the Sony hacking by uh, the suspected to be North Korea, or I want to see um, – Maybe ISIS. Let's just bring ISIS in. Okay, we can bring ISIS in. I still laugh about that ISIS. And everybody's saying, oh, it is what it is. I'm going to, is, is. Okay, ISIS, is, is. It's interesting how many words are uh, similar around the world that way, you know. A word like ISIS and, the, and it is what it is are all kind of happening at the same time. It's like it's in our vocabulary, in the vocabulary of our culture and our, our subconscious mind. Let's bring them all in from ISIS that they want to get even with the Western world for whatever reason. Let's just fill the perineums and the base chakras of the people that are very, very active in ISIS, in propelling ISIS to do what they do. Good. That's right. And what we're going to do is bring in this amazing salmony, radiant, radiant salmony, orangey, pinky uh, color from the universes and have it come on down through the top of your head. And we're going to have it come down through your neck and spin around in your heart. Move back up your shoulders, down your arms, come out your hands. And we're going to pat that light all over the earth and all over these people, the Isis people, because they're like you. They have children. They want to love their children. They want to eat dinner. They want to go to work and they want to come home or they want to work at home. They want families. They want houses. They want dreams. They want personal journeying. They want evolution. They do, all of them. Just because some of them are angry and direct that in a vengeful way doesn't mean that by nature all those people uh, doesn't mean that they're all bad people or against us. It means that uh, there's a political thing going on and some of the people are just people like you and me, right? So once again, we're going to bring in that. We brought in that light and we're going to have it move up through the perineum to so the base of the spine of as many of these ISIS people as we can get and help them find camaraderie with people that don't know, help them find camaraderie with all of life for all people, help them feel the divinity within them and divinity within all other people. Each of us has 
some divinity in us or each of us is divine at some level and they feel that there we go now we're just filling everybody oh feels so good Good, now wrap that in light and move it to the side. And then we're going to call in the light one more time down through the top of the head. Remember, this is a Sammy. Should we do purple instead? Okay, let's do purple. And we're going to bring that purple light in through the top of the head, bring it down, spin it round and round in the heart, fill the shoulders, bring it down the arms, which are extensions of your heart, how you give and receive, and have that purple light absolutely fill your arms and come out your hands. And turn around and see the globe in front of you. And with your amazingly magical hands, the palms of your hands, I want you to pat this purple light of healing and transformation onto the areas of the earth where there are sick people, where there are big holes in Mother Earth that need mending, where there's uh, poverty, sickness, greediness, selfish. Uh, consumer stuff and um, lack of resources. I want you to take any of the situations that are really sickly on our planet and radiate this purple light. Radiate it from your hands to mine, from my hands to yours, and from ours all around this planet. And have the planet just swaddled in this purple light. And it radiates off the planet in its atmosphere, and the atmosphere becomes healed and healed. You can see it. The atmosphere is filled with the purple light. That's it. And becomes a, a much more of a healing um, atmosphere. <laughs> That's a good word. It's a good word. It worked then, and it's working now. So what we're going to do is do that round and round and round and round and round the planet. And those ETs that are out there wanting to join us will see that we have the ability to really transform this kind of egregious nature that we're all struggling with on the planet. We have the ability, you and I. So have it come right back around and around the planet. Come up your hands, up your arms, swing round and round in your shoulders and your heart. Back up into your shoulders, straight up through your neck, which is consciousness of self. Move up through the neck, out the top of the head, way out into the great central sun. Turns around at the great central sun, drops down through the head, down through the spine, through the feet into the core of the earth. And here we are. I want you to jump out of your galactic healing center, close it off and into your star tetrahedron, your galactic vehicle, right? And I want you to spin and spin and spin and spin. Good. Good. And now meet me here. Now who's going to phone? We've got enough time for one call before we have to hang up. Who's going to phone? We've got a guy coming up on Paradigm Shifters on Tuesday night called Tom Palladino. And he uses scalar waves. Do you remember we talked with Valerie Hunt and several other people who use scalar waves? And he claims he's healing thousands and thousands of people. You might want to look him up. I think Paladino is his last name. Either that or it's Paladino. I might just Google that right now. And he's going to be up on um, Tuesday night. And then he's going to be up in... Um, uh, he's going to be up in my podcast after probably um, probably by the end of the week. 
And I'm really excited to talk to him. He claims that he works with people all over the world and they're getting amazing healings, even though he's doing it in the distance. So what does that mean? And we keep talking about oil and coal and free energy and he's bringing in scalar waves from the universe and he's healing a lot of people. So he probably could run my car. What do you think? I can hardly wait to talk to him. You and I know that there's enough free, uh, there's enough ways of creating the energy we need to run all our household items and so on, energy that doesn't destroy. Apparently, according to Linda Sherman, who was the astrologer that was on recently and whom a lot of you love, and she's just a feisty rich thinking kind of astrologer. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. Anyway, she's talking about fusion. She goes, um, nuclear fusion is the way. And I've heard, uh, I think it's Bob that's been telling me that there are these little portable machines where you can have a little machine in your house and create from that little fusion machine enough energy to run your car, your household goods, and so on. There are many, many optional um, Oh, okay, goody. Hi, line one caller. Who are you? Hello, hello. Hi, Ronnie. It's Nadia. Hi, Nadia. How are you doing from Canada? I'm good. I think I'm going to Florida. The Everything's falling into place. Good girl. Exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, Nadia is a healer who's manifesting her, uh, her uh, course of action right now. It's very, very exciting. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I still guess second guess myself a little bit about whether that's the best place to put my resources. But how can I say no when the universe provides me with with the money and the invitation? <laughs> oh no, I think you just have to go, because the thing that we keep yeah. learning is you know you can't. What is it they say? Um, it's not things are just not. Um, they're not linear, so it's not like you. if you do this, this, and this, and get this degree and that degree and this certification, blah, 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 this is how you do your work. It's not like that. You remember Diane Collins who was talking about, do you quantum think? And she said that the way we're changing our thoughts at this time on the planet is in bursts. And in bursts, you can't plan in a linear way what's going to happen. You've got to just align yourself and then burst into the next thing, which is exactly what you're doing. Oh, is that what I'm doing? Good. Yeah, that's what you're doing. <laughs> Talk to yourself. I'm doing quantum thinking. Yay. Actually, okay. I'll do that because I missed that show and I'll, I'll go to your website and I'll pick it up there. I wanted to hear it and I didn't. But thank you for that. I Thank you for that vote of confidence. I'm just booking the, the ticket and, and all of that. And, and I was asking my daughter, Vanessa, to help me book the ticket because she's really good at that. And then we had a conversation today where um, she's going through a really hard, hard time. And when you were talking about somebody who's got a lot of drama and things keep crashing, I couldn't help but feel you were talking about my daughter. Oh, well, I wasn't specifically, but if it works, it's helpful, I think, you know, because when I look at yeah. her, I'll look at her right now. Um, she first of all, she's an interesting combination of highly charismatic and creative and extremely sensitive. That's a hard combination, yeah. but it's when you can learn to be the vehicle that moves with all those parts, she's going to be just stunning. So far, she's had some major successes. 
But she's not going to fall into drama her whole life. She's going to learn to become quite peaceful and look for the serendipities, which for those of you who don't know, means that synchronicities, things that just happen, are bursts of change that come up. Is she 28 yet? No, she'll be in the middle of 2015. So she's 27. Yeah, because I'm. I want to say that somewhere around twenty-eight, might even be before twenty-eight. Actually, she starts to find a really peaceful way to be, and she is naturally predisposed to things like meditation. Do you know that? A lot of these younger oh. people are. Mm-hmm. They don't have to kind of carve it out of their ego like some of us did, or some of my generation did. Uh she's got a really kind of a peaceful center that's going to start coming up and that's going to make a difference. She Tell her, for me, she's not going to be alone all the time, even if Prince Charming isn't going to manifest from wherever he's living. Mm-hmm. She has she has a new opportunity with a male and it's um, both business and, uh, yeah, and personal and it's really going to be fun. And they will move together quite a bit and travel together. She can't do that too early or she'll just get really frustrated and bop him over the head. Not that she'd really bop him over the head, but she's going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? It's like she's trying to work her way into her own individuality. And if she has the wrong kind of guy around her, she's just going to get mad at him, you know? And yeah. uh, But she's coming into it. Do you tell her for me that she's coming into a time of very peaceful center. I have a lot of respect for her. Anyway, I have to go here because we're going to be called off stage and I want to hear more about your trip when we have time to chat. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for what you do. And for you. Thank you. So this is Veronica Entwistle saying, tune in to Paradigm Shifters. It's Tom Palladino with his Scalar Energy waves on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock and I think you're going to find that you get hits of energy from it too check into my website veronicaantwistle.com there's an Ask Veronica button if you want to have either a session with me or you just want to have some feedback on these shows um, ideas and so on so thank you so much for listening and thank you for the two callers I had tonight because that always makes my job a little different. I do Radiance by Design because I wanted to have a kind of a free service for uh, all of you out there. And hopefully you're getting some of that from this experience. So again, this is Veronica Antwistle saying, many blessings. Thank you so much for listening and good night and much love. <laughs>